In this episode, I want to talk about addiction. And I don't want to talk about, you know, the big addictions, the substance abuse, alcohol necessarily, as far as like alcoholism goes. What I want to talk about are some of the smaller addictions that a lot of us don't really realize are happening. And I'm pretty aware of it because I've spent a lot of time, I actually had you know, some substance abuse problems. And through dealing with those, I started to realize the other things in my life that had very similar habit loops and similar effects that were kind of smaller deals and, and things that I still do now and, you know, are things that I'd like to work on, but aren't necessarily life or death, but they definitely do affect the quality of life. And once you start to stack a bunch of these on top of each other, it can make you miserable. And so I want to talk about these things. And just to give you an example real quick for the beginning of the show, kind of the to let you know if this is something that might be helpful for you is um, some of the big things I'm gonna be talking about here are social media, which is an obvious one for a lot of people. I'm gonna be talking about sugar, dopamine in general. So watching Netflix or YouTube or whatever, listening to podcasts excessively, listening to music a lot. Also drinking in moderation and video games. So those are kind of the, kind of a few of the things that can really negatively affect someone's quality of life without them realizing it. And a lot of us do it. One of the main reasons that a lot of these affect us negatively is because of our dopamine system. So if you're not familiar, dopamine is one of many chemicals. People have a misconception that dopamine is the happiness chemical. It's the thing that makes us happy in our brain. And it's not true necessarily. There's a lot of chemicals in our brain that work together to make us feel happy, pleasurable, um, but it is the motivation chemical. It's the chemical that triggers to give you the energy and the motivation to do the next thing, to do something that's difficult with the expectation of getting a reward. And how that reward is triggered is, is by the release of dopamine. And actually there's some science that shows that the dopamine actually is released in anticipation of the reward and not even when the reward is received. The first time the reward is received, the dopamine is released in a heavy dose. And then after that, it's released to motivate you to continue to do that thing. So the reason that is the case isn't just to screw us over. It's because uh, it was helpful at one point when we didn't have as much food and sugar was, sugar is a good thing in nature because it's, it's a pretty dense form of energy for our brains and for our bodies. In nature, when you're not gonna find a lot of fruits, you're not gonna find a lot of sugary substances, then it, is good for your brain to motivate you to seek these things out. Um, and in general, it's triggered by novelty. So that's where video games, social media, and Netflix, you know, stuff like that comes in is, is this newness, entertainment. And the reason that's important is because it pushed us to adventure. It pushed us to look for new things because we get this little rush when we see a new landscape or experience a new thing. So in moderation, dopamine's good. Dopamine motivates us to do things. The thing is, our society now has been built around hacking this dopamine system because it's kind of the easiest of these pleasure chemicals in your brain to hack. It's the easiest to build systems around, whether they're doing it on purpose or not. And I mean, there's there's quotes from developers from Facebook and Netflix and some of these bigger tech companies and uh, some food development companies too that show that this is no accident, that they are purposefully targeting ways to kind of hack this system in users to get people addicted to their software. Now there's kind of a spin back around to 
kind of at least on the surface make it look like they care. You know, on Instagram, after a while, it'll say you've seen everything there is to see. Um, on Netflix, it'll ask you if you, you're still watching. Those kind of things are responses to people kind of being outraged that they've been tricked, they've been hacked. It's true. And the thing is, if you know, it's kind of your responsibility. If you know going into it that this thing is going to release dopamine, this thing is going to have a semi-addictive quality to it, then you can control your usage a little bit. And this is why it's so terrifying to see little kids glued to their smartphones because it's completely messing up their dopamine system, which is going to mess up their ability to be motivated to do anything other than seek these bursts of dopamine through videos and through high engagement content and video games and things like that. So if you're anything like me, you've experienced this where you just kind of go on a binge of watching Netflix and scrolling through Facebook and watching YouTube videos and eating sugary foods. And it's like, it feels really good right at first. And then it's like, you're just doing it to just maintain. You just feel like if you just watch a good show or like it's doing something, you know, it, there's this sense of everything feels worthless. Honestly, there's because your dopamine system's so depleted that you don't have motivation to do anything other than sit and watch a Netflix show and get just a little bit more dopamine out. But even that feels inherently unsatisfying or even scrolling through Facebook feels inherently unsatisfying, but you keep doing it because you're hooked. Now, the solution to this is something called dopamine fasting. You don't necessarily have to go totally extreme with it, but what works, and I do this in my own life, and it's freaking hard. It'll make you realize how addicted and how hooked you are on these things, trying to go even 24 hours, even 12 hours without any excess dopamine inputs. So keeping track of, you know, no scrolling through Facebook, no scrolling through any social media. Just don't use social media for a day. It sounds so easy and it's really not. Uh, don't watch any Netflix or any TV or listen to music even and avoid sugars. And those things are going to be very, very difficult for a lot of us to stop. And it seems like, you know, you might not be addicted. You might say that you're not addicted, but if you can't stop one of all of those things for 24 hours, then those things are controlling you, you're not controlling them. And I'm not saying this to judge you because I totally have the same issues, but it's pretty profound the difference in my motivation and effort that I'm able to put into other things, into work, into relationships, into being more present, into feeling more alive when I can cut these things out for a short period of time. You're not gonna, like nothing's going to fall apart if you don't check the news today. Ideally, you do a longer fast, you do a week, and that'll really reset things or even a weekend that'll really reset things. And you might ask, okay, well, what do I do instead? Go for a walk, talk to a friend. Even those things will release some dopamine, but the comparison, the amount of dopamine that that's gonna release versus binge watching a TV show or scrolling through Facebook or eating sugary foods is not gonna, it, it doesn't compare. Like the, the, the level of dopamine being released in your brain due to the constant intake of new information and entertainment is unprecedented. Our brains are not built to handle this. And it's really causing a lot of issues. So if there's anything you can take away from this episode, this is a pretty simple episode as far as if there's anything in your life that people maybe are suggesting that might be an issue or I've suggested on here that might be an issue like drinking period at all is something that I talk about that is not helpful. I mean, alcohol, there's no, there's a few scientific researches out there that talked about how one or two glasses of wine a day could be healthy for your heart. But then there's also a lot of negative side effects that come along with that. The research is pretty clear that there's really no benefit to drinking. 
at all. Alcohol is a poison and you're literally putting a poison into your body. And I hate to sound like a freaking Mormon, no offense Mormons, <laughs> by talking about this, but it seriously is such, has such a negative effect on your, your mental health and your physical health. And I don't understand why this is such a socially, not only accepted, but encouraged and almost forced habit that our society has, has said is okay and is good while it's making so many people's lives worse and they don't even know it because everyone else is doing it. If you think, oh, that's not me. You know, I only drink twice a week and I only have a few drinks or I only drink every once in a while. Try doing a whole month without it. If you can't do a whole month without it, then you have a problem. You can't do a whole month without anything, except for maybe water uh, and food in general, sleep. Those things are obviously necessary to life. And yeah, we are addicted to those things. We would die if we didn't have them. That's okay. There's certain things that are okay to, to need. But if you can't do, let, let's just even say a week. But the th reason I say a month is because a lot of times you'll feel negative side effects within the first week or two if you stop doing something that, let's say, using social media. And obviously I'm not telling you to do, to cut out all of these things at once for a whole month. That's gonna be too overwhelming and it's not gonna work. But if you can cut out one, let's say, let's say drinking. If you stop drinking, you're still gonna feel negative side effects. You're gonna feel slight withdrawals even if you have only been drinking once or twice a week. You're gonna feel slight withdrawals for the first week or two. And your brain is gonna be searching for those chemicals somewhere else. But if you just kind of push through that, uh, it's about two to three weeks in that you're gonna start feeling amazing. Your brain's gonna feel so clear. Same thing with Netflix, the same thing with social media. If you can push past a week or two, um, by the end of a month, you're gonna really wonder whether you wanna even go back. And if you have experienced this, you've tried it, and you have a different experience, let me know because I don't believe you. <laughs> but I will believe you if you tell me. I just, I don't know anyone who's went a month without a substance, smoking weed, smoking cigarettes, drinking, using social media, watching Netflix, I don't know anyone who's gone a whole month and by the end of the month been like, I wanna go back to using that thing as often as I was before. Usually by the time a month rolls around, it's like, wow, I have so much extra time, I have so much extra money, I have so much extra energy and motivation that I was wasting on this thing that I didn't even realize I was losing. And that's the thing, these things are so little in comparison to some of the big addictions that we can have in life that they seem insignificant and you don't realize how much you're losing to these things. And you're losing a lot of quality things in life that you could replace those with. So give it a try. Try cutting something out for a month. Try dopamine fasting for a day. See if you experience a difference. A difference. I will leave, I'll try to leave a link in the show notes um, to an article about dopamine fasting if you wanna get some practical advice on how to do that. Thanks again for listening. I'm happy you are here. See you around, bye.